we are developing students for the industry, career technical education, so that they become our replacements. These young people have chosen this opportunity to get a jump start on their career. They'll have a better idea uh, about what they want to do and what they're good at by the time they leave high school. There's some great opportunities for these students that are coming out of the career and technical programs from Henrico County. Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of Henrico CTE Now. I am Rashawn Garnett, and with me I have... Mike Roberts. Hey, Mike. Hey, yeah, nice, to, nice to see you in person this time, yes. Mike. Yes, yes. I mean, it's just, with the past year, it's definitely good to see you. Yeah, man, it's been, uh, it's sort of been a roller coaster. Sometimes we have in-person shows. Sometimes we have uh, remote shows. Mostly remote, with, unfortunately. Yeah, mostly remote. I was going to say 95% remote, right? I mean, that's a fair, yeah. fair estimate right there. Uh, but we've got another show for you guys here. We are on the campus or on location here at Anton Parr inside of their facilities. A return visit, as a matter of fact. A return visit. Mike, thanks for bringing that up because I almost completely forgot this is the second time that we've been here and uh, got some similar guests here too, but uh, got two more additions. Oh yeah. Uh, in in addition to with some two the one guest very interesting on. stories. I'm I'm expecting two very interesting stories and two inspirational stories there as well. But first, I want to remind you check us out on our social media: Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. All in the handle Henrico CTE. Also, check out HenricoCTE.com. Keep you up to date on everything we have going on inside of the wonderful world of Henrico CTE. And, uh, you know, let you know we have another Life Ready Expo or events similar to it. Heard a lot of good things about the Life Ready Expo so far. Uh, oh, Mike. yeah. The, it's been the amount of businesses that have been involved in the, in the numbers. We've, I think the last one had over 200 students were involved in the last one. It was great. Yeah, so come out. Come and talk to the professionals. Uh, whenever we have a Life Ready Expo or a virtual event like that, will be found. Uh, of course, on our social media and on HenricoCTE.com. Uh, Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast. You can find the podcast at any of your major uh, podcast venues and most of your minor ones. Uh, major ones include uh, uh, Apple, Google, uh, Spotify, and and such. So uh, just look us up. Like and subscribe once you've uh, listened to a couple of, of uh, our episodes. I'm sure you will. And make sure you share it with your friends. And now that we have all of the personal business, I guess the uh, uh, in-home business taken out of the way. Let's go ahead and get to our guest here. Today we have uh, an Anton, Anton Parr Apprenticeship Manager, Dalton Eckert. He's been on the show before. You guys may be familiar with him. We had a really, really good con- conversation about, let's see if we can get the word out. Uh, this, this, okay, it's, all right, I'm just going to leave it alone. <laughs> He'll correct me once I get to him. And then we have two high-tech high tech academy students, now Anton Parr apprentices, Mary and LaCora. Guys, thank you so much for being on Henrico CTE Now. Yay, the candle pause, yay. <laughs> so, Dalton, what is it? Viscoelasticity. elasticity? What is that thing called? Uh, viscoelasticity. I wasn't even close. I, I <laughs> Both Mary and LaCora can pronounce this word by now, so uh, we're, we're doing pretty well. And, and we should know, this is our second visit, we should, uh, we should know how to pronounce it. Like, you know what I mean? I, I wrote it out phonetic, phonetically on my notes here in front of me. Didn't. Did you really write it out phonetically did, if you didn't make it, it work? It didn't work. It didn't work. <laughs> I don't know if I didn't write it out simple enough. But, uh, Dalton, give us a little bit of background um, before we get to our other two guests here about what actually Anton Parr is and what kind of services you guys provide as a company here in National Virginia. Yeah, very good. So Anton Parr, we're a scientific instrumentation company. Uh, that might be a, a nonsense phrase to most people listening in. We don't make cellos or saxophones. We make scientific tools. Um, we, we make things that measure stuff. So if you used a clock before, that measures time. If you used a ruler before, that measures length. Now, say you want to measure something like density or viscoelasticity, using that buzzword again. That's where we come into play. So scientists and 
engineers are interested in these values, and we create the tools that make those values come to life. See, Dalton's always so good at explaining things. He, like, he knows how to break it down for the common folk like me. Yes. Who, who might get confused by those multiple <laughs> syllable words that I think I'm the, sure they work with here every day. I think the neatest thing is be able to measure a material inside another material. Yeah. How much is in there? They do some really cool stuff around here. So, Dalton, uh, give us some background on yourself. Um, what do you do here at Anton Parr? So I coordinate the apprenticeship. I work directly with our apprentices and make sure they are successful in learning and happy with what they're doing here and work directly with the local school systems to make sure that uh, we're continuing to find excelling students in the STEM category to make sure they can find their way in the company. And uh, some of our students, like these two from the HTA, are fantastic candidates, and we're certainly happy to have them, and I'm certainly happy to work with them. Yeah, HTA, our acronym for High Tech Academy, our engineering program, it offers actually offers 28 credits towards VCU's uh, engineering program. On the topic of careers, adults, and what kind of careers can you find inside of a company like Anton Parr that is so big? So that's a great question. So the, the term STEM is probably thrown out a lot in the world of education, being science, technology, engineering, and math, and we're exactly that. Our apprentices currently are on tracks to become either scientists or engineers. But uh, there are certainly other categories of employees that we work with here, and uh, some of our apprentices inspire to follow down some of those tracks in the future. Uh, our scientists and engineers, they work with these scientific tools to either make sure they're working correctly or get values out of unique materials. And with that skill set, they can grow to a wide variety of future job and uh, different roles. So, for example, some of our scientists like to move into a sales role where they actually travel around the country, work with different uh, businesses and universities that have some kind of quantifiable problem say, hey, our technology helps you out. Right. Let's, let's figure this one out. So sky, sky's you, the limit, really. Yeah, and you like had mine. a similar, you, you didn't start off on, you've, you've changed your paths while, since you've been here, too. I think I remember you saying last year. Oh, for sure. I actually started as an application scientist myself. Uh, it's one of the roles the apprentices can grow to be. Uh, took a stab at sales myself for a bit until the apprenticeship opened up. And when we say the sky's the limit, uh, Rashawn, I really like that term. So we have some notable apprentices that we work with. Uh, while the apprenticeship in the United States is fairly new, we've been doing it in Austria for decades. And some notable ones that are currently here in Ashland are head of our engineering department, head of our technical department, and our CEO. So like, they make the ceiling. <laughs> I like that. They make the ceiling yep. right there. So maybe stars the limit? Galaxies the limit? Okay, all right. Now, now I'm, I'm doing a little intergalactic bit. Intergalactic limits. Intergalactic yeah. limits right here. Multi, multiverse limits here. That's my nerd coming out right there. Okay. Put the nerd back in the pocket, Sean. Put yes. the nerd back in the pocket. So, Dalton, um, obviously, uh, you know, we've had this thing called COVID-19 going on. What? <laughs> How has that affected uh, you guys' daily operations as a business, as a company, and, as, and you know, as a community? Well, so early on, uh, when COVID was fairly new, we took kind of like a modified hours with the company to make sure that we separated people as much as possible. Uh, fortunately for Anton Parr, uh, we let off no employees. Um, we gave a little vacation time early on, but that was a small price to pay considering what the world was experiencing. Uh, since then, things really have been functioning more or less as normal. I mean, we're throwing on masks, of course, uh, which is actually not atypical for some of our employees working in the lab because, you know, you're working with some materials and you should be wearing a mask in the first place. So uh, certainly COVID was a challenge up front because it was this unexperienced thing by everyone in the world. Yeah. And uh, Anton Parr made it work fairly quickly to make things as 
normal and as safe as plausible given the circumstances. Yeah, and we all kind of were like, uh, like you said, it's something no one's experienced before. So hopefully, something that uh, that we'll be able to uh, recover from and move past uh, eventually. So now on to the interns. I know they're so excited to talk to me here on Henrico CTE. Now they were just beaming with joy, Mike. And walk through the door. <laughs> Especially when it they look terrified. They look <laughs> just, just a little bit. Just a She's little trying bit. not to laugh. <laughs> and they're probably going to have to play. Uh, they rock. can't see you. Put your hand on their mouth. <laughs> Mike, did I tell you, when we were doing the, uh, we, we actually are going to release a video uh, in, in, uh, uh, in, in, what's the word I'm looking for? You are having so much trouble today. I'm trying. Hey, look, English is hard. That's what, that's my that's my T-shirt and that's my motto, man. But um, we actually were, we, I did an interview, got a chance to do a video interview with uh, both of these brilliant young ladies here, and they actually played rock paper scissors to see who would <laughs> <laughs> who would go first. And uh, you know, and I know they remember that. So I also remember who uh, who went first. So this time I'm going to make Lacora go first. And uh, how exciting is it, Lacora? Uh, from your perspective, uh, to have this opportunity with a company, uh, the magnitude, the size of Anton Parr? Well, when it first started, I was really excited, and I still am, because it's very uncommon for someone our age to get an opportunity like this. Okay, and uh, how about you, Mary? How, do you, how, how does this feel, you know, working with Anton Parr? Uh, you obviously have some type of uh, interest in engineering and science, signed up for High Tech Academy. How exciting is it for you to be able to experience something like this apprenticeship? Yeah, it's really exciting. It's definitely different from like anything anyone does, especially kids my age. It's I'm cool. sure you, I'm sure you, you get some pretty cool stories about some of the uh, the experiments and things you guys work uh, you guys are working on, or you see other people working on. I got a chance to kind of follow you guys around the lab when we were doing the video portion, and saw you guys working on and working with some pretty cool instruments as well. So what um when when y'all first signed up for for Husky Academy. Did y'all have any idea of what you might do with it once you finished? I mean, in other words, Anton Parr probably wasn't on the radar, obviously. But compared to what you were thinking then to where you are now, I mean, what is the, where's the contrast? There? What were you thinking back then? Well, I signed up just because of, like, the college credit you get. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's kind of how it was marketed to, like, anyone who wanted to get ahead in college to do it, even if you didn't necessarily want to be an engineer. You still get those math and science credits. Yes. Yeah. And, and we actually uh, just had a conversation with Trevor Norton, who works over there at Clearway Energy. Who yep. We were just mm-hmm. talking about that. And how he, was he, actually, in, he, went to H, he went into HR after taking yep. high-tech academy. That's what he's doing now. And, I mean, uh, it was, you know, he's working for a solar company, you know, you know uh, living the dream out in Arizona now. Arizona, yeah. <laughs> he got all the way from Virginia to, to Arizona. Arizona yeah. yeah. And actually, he, uh, there's a, a pretty big time zone difference, so I had to keep that in mind when we were scheduling <laughs> yeah. uh, the interview. Not a huge one, but it's a, it's a decent amount. I also want to ask you guys, uh, uh, how did you guys hear about this opportunity to uh, have this apprenticeship in, in Anton Parr? And we'll start with uh, LaCora. Yes. Um, Dalton came to our HGA class and talked about the apprenticeship. Okay, so what stood out to you about that uh, that apprenticeship? Uh, that you know, he, he came, he, he talked to you guys, and what made you say, you know what, I really want to give this a give this a shot? And I brought something, and you're like, oh wow, I, I remember that. And that's the only <laughs> takeaway you had somehow. Yes. What was that thing? Um, it was silly putty, and you know, we've seen silly putty and slime and stuff like that before. But when you talked about the properties, like like you said, the buzzer word viscoelasticity, I was like, wow, I never even thought about it like that. 
She, so it, she didn't even have to think about that one right there for now to me. And I'm over here struggling. So, so you know, they're she, already learning some good She's been here a few here. weeks. Good, just, a few, <laughs> just a few weeks. All right, Mary, what, what, what was it for you? What stood out to you about the presentation? Uh, and obviously you heard about it the same way mm-hmm. uh, that your colleague heard about it here. So what stood out to you about the presentation? It was the same thing that uh, Silly Putty. I don't know why, but it was just really interesting. Especially because we were like in the middle of a really boring class. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, Dolphin, oh, well, let's hope your teacher isn't listening right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Dolphin got a chance to be the star of the show right there. So, uh, <laughs> uh, can you tell us uh, how 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 Mary and, and Lacoya were, cho- uh, were were chosen? Lacor is doing that thing. Lacor, Uh, yeah, that's it's me because I keep on chopping her name like a a salad right here. (laughs) So, So how were they chosen? Yeah, um, well, they both stood out fairly quickly. I mean, Lacor, I remember her in-person interview in a heartbeat because she talks about being excited all the time. And oh man, it was like when you let like a puppy outside for the first time, was just excited to see everything. Um, So the the personality of these two really did show that they truly wanted to be here. They were excited to learn. They saw this as like an opportunity of just able to explore what science and engineering can offer them outside of the school setting and they both make connections between like I did math to do some physics problem in class now how does that apply to the real world and something that shined for both of them of course being the high tech academy students they have the fundamentals that we work with here and they get exposed to that earlier on and while personality and general aptitude to the technology is the most important thing Having those strong fundamentals, that certainly does not hurt. Yeah, you know, having a, having a decent base coming into any profession or any professional setting are certainly only benefits. So, uh, Mary and LaCora, uh, how do you guys feel like your high-tech academy, uh, you know, teachings have helped you so far in this apprenticeship program? I mean, it's been helpful. We do a lot of, like, the math and the science and stuff at school, and then our engineering class, too. It's, it's mostly about, like, presenting. You have to give presentations and, like, explain we do a lot of here stuff and um and then without the class i would never even heard about it so yeah. exposure is a big thing mike we want to expose the students to all kinds of things exactly it's just like you know when we were trying to expose the students when we we're recruiting you know about, about the programs and see which which students are interested in what. what what to go along that line um when y'all decided that this was something of interest to y'all how much was your parents involved in that decision and were they also involved in the decision to come here to to in the apprenticeship program here at Anton Hart? they were like go for it <laughs> <laughs> but did they have any reservations at being an a center class versus just taking your regular high school college prep classes and things like that no they didn't have any reservations because you know this uh, engineering is something that's always interest interests me so something that helped better develop my understanding they were like go for it full, full support great so, so on what about top. you mary my parents were supportive they didn't really have any reason to not be really there's no downside really to the classes no really the internship either because i mean you get all kinds oh of, yeah all kinds of experience so uh when did you guys know that engineering might be something that you that you'd be interested in and i know you mentioned now you've always been interested in it lacora so well, when did you know engineering was like you know what maybe i should pursue this as a career possibly well i know we, earlier before we started the podcast talked about how like music and art um and i used to build things for my toys just to play with my toys and, and i was like oh that that's cool i like building and then my mom was like, engineering, that's that's what it is. And then we learned about all the different types of engineering. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I love all this science and math. I, you know, I want to learn more about it. So I've just 
always kind of just build it on it like the Legos you used to play with, right? Yes. Legos, <laughs> yeah, Legos. Not what was it? What was the other one? Mega Blocks? Lincoln Logs. No, Lincoln Logs. What oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm showing my age. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's incredible how much something like Legos can translate here. Oh my goodness, the, the concept of just putting a couple pieces together and make something work in some way. Jeez, if I yeah. could tell yeah. my six year old self that. I'd... <laughs> hey, Dad, can you get me the, like shark set? There I'll be a go. scientist later, I promise. You know, Dad, this, this is definitely going to lead me into an engineering track if I get Lego. So you hear that out there, parents? Or soon-to-be parents, too, maybe. I didn't have Lego <laughs> kits. You had a, the Legos were just the blocks. The had, Legos were just you didn't, the blocks. You, everything you built was just what was in your head. Oh. <laughs> there were no kits that, this is what it's supposed to look like when you're done. Oh, wow. <laughs> cool, cool, wait, wait, am I supposed to reference Minecraft now? It's like <laughs> the digital Legos kind of thing? There you go. There, you know what? I for, I that is exactly about, what it is. I forgot all about the Minecraft route. Yep. So what about you, uh, Mary? What, what, was your, what was your, I guess, spark moment Say Maybe I should pursue something inside of the engineering or maybe even science field. Well, when I signed up for the High Tech Academy classes, they took us to like an orientation at VCU, the engineering school, and they, the like actual like students gave a presentation about all of the different kinds of fields and like the stuff they learn in class, and they made us do like activities. It was cool. Yeah, there's like one was like you had to like help program this robot and had to like go around the, it's like a, like a simulated track. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow, that does sound. Pretty cool. I want to program robot. I was born too early. I really would have loved to have taken this class. <laughs> make, a, make a little R two D two clone right there. And uh, uh, Dalton, so let's let's get a let's get an average day. What's an average day like here? Uh, if there is an average day uh, here inside of Anton Parr for these uh, for these apprentices. Yeah, average day. That's a that's a pretty generous term here. Um, I, the goal here is that their main, uh, I guess, apprentice function is to learn. So the average day revolves around being educated in some way. May it be about the mechanism that makes these instruments work or the application, the actual scientific use for these pieces of technology. Now, how you go about that day-to-day varies wildly. Uh, Sometimes we're pairing them directly with a mentor of sorts to learn a new skill. Other times it's practicing existing skills. Uh, Sometimes it's even running small projects. Like LaCour is actually just about to start one that I find very interesting. We're looking at the amount of oxygen it takes to break down a substance before it goes bad. Um, And that might seem like, what the heck did he just say? But (laughs) what I basically just said is if you have a food that's been sitting on a shelf for too long, it's been exposed to oxygen, it goes bad. Yeah, wasn't that the, uh, I think you actually had me film some of that. It was the shelf life instrument that you guys were Mm -hmm. were using. So kind of walk us through the steps, guys, if you can, of how how it does what it does and why that's important to the everyday person. Uh, Do I put LaCora on the spot here? Yeah, put her on the spot. There we go. Test, pop quiz. Okay. So you put the sample, aka the food or whatever, testing into the rapid oxy it depressurizes and then fills with pressure and oxygen well the oxygen creates the pressure and basically that's <laughs> what it does it oxidizes it oxidizes whatever food you have in there is it pure oxygen i wasn't here for the uh the demonstration no, it wasn't there it wasn't there <laughs> and it also heats up because it's you know it has to make the break it make it break down faster Rapid. Yeah. Yes. Right. Oh, okay. Very good. Yeah. So the, the, the heat causes more motion between the molecules, causes more action. I, I think the way to really relate to this is if you ever cut open an apple and watch it change color, I've been really disappointed by an avocado. Uh, this is the conversation <laughs> that we're have, having. I've been disappointed by uh, many uh, avocados. <laughs> right. So now when you're talking more like, I guess, a production food versus natural food, you can kind of gauge how long it can sit on the shelf and uh, LaCour again just starting a project on this it's one that's potentially very interesting and can help a lot of companies make something better so if you tested a Twinkie 
<laughs> How long is the shelf life of a Twinkie? Everybody wants to know. Forever. <laughs> like <laughs> the counter on the instrument only goes to how many days? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect answer. Apocalypse. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it's like the new canned food these days, Twinkies and stuff. So uh, uh, what were some of the expectations, going back to the apprentices here, what were some of the expe- expectations uh, coming into the program, and uh, did they match the reality? And let's start with Mary over here. I don't really know what I expected. I knew it was going to be interesting and something I wanted to do, and I'd probably learn a lot, and I definitely have. It's definitely been that interesting and every day it's about learning something okay all right what about you LaCour similar to Mary I had no real expectations because I know when Dalton came to speak it's kind of hard to explain everything that Anton Parr does in once you know in one pocket one presentation <laughs> yeah and <laughs> one thing so you know we didn't have really any expectations other than okay this is we're going to learn a lot about science engineering you know it's going to be it's going to be cool chemistry everything well you know science and engineering you know it sounds like you guys had a had a a passion for it to begin with so that's obviously what got you through the door that and the uh, silly putty that (laughs) Dalton brought to class that day on his presentation what kind of skills do you guys hope to gain from from a program like this from an apprenticeship like this and uh, we'll go with LaCora well I talked about before how I like interested in all the different types of engineering so I just wanted to learn more about each of them because I don't know which one I want to pursue and coming in here I have learned more about everything and I still, it's I'm, still, still. I'm even more interested in everything <laughs> so it's just hard to choose now yeah, it's it's like hard to choose. you thought it would help narrow things down but really just <laughs> yeah. broaden your perspective yes. and that's, that's a it's not a bad a bad problem to have Mike no because I mean you've got a lot of paths to pick when you're ready it's you're not just narrowed down to one or two you've got a lot of options yeah. you know to, to which path you decide to choose is going to be great for you I'm sure yeah and if you don't mind me piggybacking off what LaCour said I found that a lot of high school students in particular envision engineering as there's like this gear moving around or maybe I got an electrical yes. box. Uh, engineering is such a huge term. And yeah. the course says there's all these types of engineering. Well, uh, what are you trying to build? What are you trying to make better? Are you trying to make that gear spin better? Are you trying to make an artificial ligament function? Are you trying to make a, a hip bone work well? Are you trying to, uh, I don't know, robots? That's, that's a word, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just, you know, we see when we're talking to students about the programs and we're talking about, you know, that the high-tech academy is an engineering program. And they go, yeah, I want to be an engineer. I said, what kind of engineer? And they go, uh, uh, the engineering kind. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's it's everybody's, it's just like what you're saying right now. You've been exposed. You've taken, you've been to the class. Now you've, you're working and you're working in the field and you're still so many more things coming at you going, I had no idea. There's just so much to it. Right. And I think it's amazing that you get this opportunity to say, just like y'all said before, you know, you would have never imagined that at this point that you've been exposed to all this. That's awesome. All right. What is something that you guys have learned that you found uh, surprising or interesting during your time here in Anton Parm? We'll start with Mary. Well, really everything. <laughs> everything yeah. we've done has been interesting or surprising, like things we do you never even think of. Okay. Yeah. So what about you, LaCour? Literally everything. <laughs> but if you had to pick one, guys, if you had to say, oh, this is it, and you can't say the silly putty. Well, anymore. they can't tell you about the time they put their lunch in the oxidizer. <laughs> <laughs> I think just how many things are measured. You don't even think about it throughout the day. The asphalt on the road, you know, you Absolutely. have to test to measure the consistency, just different things, how well it reacts to the heat, 
know, we inter- we meant- interviewed. We were at uh, an asphalt association Virginia office, asphalt and we were inter- interviewing a young lady who basically did that. That was her job. Was that I believe her name was Sunny Burton. And yes. She was basically, uh, I guess you would call her the asphalt scientist, but basically yeah. she would like measure. She would go out in the field the proper and she'd take samples of what they were applying uh-huh. and make, come back to the lab and make sure that it was consistent from what had been produced, you know, that it was staying so, consistent. Yeah. Upstairs. There you go. Yep, we work with asphalt companies all the time. Really? Yeah. Um, oh wow! That was actually the group everything. that I worked with personally. Really? Um, and the, give you a little inside and in the little jargon here. There's a buzzword here called rheology, which is the study of viscoelasticity. Hey, we went back to that. <laughs> and it comes full circle. <laughs> yeah. So when you think of asphalt, you got the pebbles and you got the black sticky stuff in between them. That black sticky stuff called bitumen is exceedingly complicated, and it is different, as LaCour said, based on different temperatures. The stuff, the asphalt that goes down in Maine is very different than the asphalt that goes down in Florida. And making sure that it's going to last for a long period of time, it can hold up to a car, to a truck, to a very big truck. Uh, these are questions that have to be answered before it gets put down. And you made a very expensive mistake. Roads are way more expensive than I expected. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I can, I can imagine how expensive those roads are. And, uh, and uh, filling those potholes, you got to make sure you do the right thing. How do we get pot to- potholes in the first place? Maybe it erosion. was erosion, erosion, yeah. errors, and things like that. Right? We actually have our asphalt specialist upstairs. I could oh, go, really? Yeah, just, grab him. <laughs> just go grab him real quick. You know, yeah. Yeah, we got some, I got some really uh, important questions about uh, got, got asphalt. The, the civil engineers. Ooh. Ooh, civil engineers. Another type of engineer uh, to add to the multitude of engineering uh, titles that we've displayed on this show. So, Mary, what about you? If you had to pick one, you had to pick one thing that you found interesting or surprising. You got to pick one. And again, you can't talk about silly putty. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, recently I've been working with uh, the particle size machines, and that's really weird and like specific. Wait, wait, a, a particle size? Weird. Machine? That's a scientific term. <laughs> You'll find that in bold in your science yeah. uh, books. There. It's like everything has particles in it, and the size of the particles matter to the way the it functions really. And you have the machines that can tell you exactly like. <clears throat> how much of each side of particle is in something. Okay. So, so Dalton, why is something like that important, important to know? I, mean, I was going to say, give Mary her little on-spot test. We're talking about particle size. What size are we actually talking about? Can you make that like relatable to the people listening in? Like really, really small. It's like a nano something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're talking like nanometers. So yeah. most out there are probably familiar with a millimeter. So there's a thousand micrometers in a millimeter and a thousand nanometers in a micrometer. Wait, there's something smaller than a, a millimeter? No, <laughs> yeah. Right. So very, very small. And uh, well, why this matters, I think that my favorite example is if you've ever gone to a, like a art and craft store and you saw blue paint and then you saw blue paint, but one of the blue paints is like five times as much. Why is that? Well, so if the particle size is all the same, you have all the same size pigment, it's going to be a very different feeling material, easier to use than something with a bunch of different size, big, small, different chunks. Um, if you ever used a powder, like a blush, for example, and you want to put it under your eyes, uh, admittedly, don't use many cosmetics <laughs> myself, but... Um, admittedly. <laughs> if, they're, if you have a whole bunch of different sizes, you get these clumps, and that's not appealing. But if you get the nice, smooth feel to it. So particle size really affects the stuff that we use day to day. It's just one that you don't experience because it's done right, and we help. All right. So, Dalton, why, why is a program like this important to Anton Parr as a company? So that's a great question. So Anton Parr is growing just very fast. And we've had this program in Austria for decades now, and we use it to help create future employees. And we say, well, let's bring it to the United States. And uh, when I say Anton Parr is growing really fast, we're currently sitting in an unfinished 
room, a very large <laughs> unfinished floor, actually. It's a, it's a little echoey, you know. A little echoey. <laughs> and we built this with the expectation, this building that we're sitting in about five years ago, with the expectation we continue to grow. And since that five years, we didn't only build this building, but we built three entirely new facilities in different states. So our growth is very rapid, and to help in- get new employees, we are looking to the school system and to top it off, uh, even if you're finding someone with a PhD in chemistry, for example, just because they have a lot of education doesn't mean they know what we do. Right. So they still have a time where they need to learn, be trained, get exposure to what we do. So the thought was, well, let's find someone who has the ambition to be a scientist or an engineer and we'll give them, give them what they need right off the bat. Well, take, take them under your wing, uh, so to speak. So Mike, I mean, that's uh, a common thing that we hear often, Mike, especially when we talk to people in technology, people in science, is that sometimes they're just growing so fast that they need to meet that demand that the growth is causing, if that makes any sense, right? So yeah. And, and the bigger they, they grow, the more people they need. Yeah. And it's up to us to be able to, to, to get the kids interested so that they're getting some training before they get out of high school so that they're, they've got skills that companies like Anton Parr is looking for so they'll come to us and find our students. All right. So, uh, Mary and LaCora, uh, what would you tell a student and, and their parents maybe uh, who are considering science? Signing up for an ACE Center uh, class, what would you tell them uh, about your experience uh, and maybe why they should consider it for their student or why a student should consider it for, I guess, themselves? If you're passionate about something in particular in the career field, I think that you should definitely sign up for an ACE Center class because it'll help you gain knowledge for the career path you, you choose. Mary, you want to drop some knowledge on us for that one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they definitely should. And the class, most of the classes will give you like a certificate and like if you do like they have like hairdressing classes and they get a certificate and then after that they can go out and get a job and then carpentry yeah they OSHA carpentry. certified there's one like people work in greenhouses yeah greenhouse okay. management that's yeah. it mm-hmm. oh, that's cool mm-hmm. and then you got a whole greenhouse and they have flower cells and stuff too yep and also miss mazza gives me some spinach sometimes and her spinach <laughs> telling you guys tastes really really good see it's really good spinach <laughs> That's all for you. Can, can, we, can we quantify that? <laughs> so this is that? good for you. Can we quantify that? Right? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Is there an instrument that's going to quantify that? Yeah, can we quantify it? Yeah, there you go. No, and then some classes will give you the college credit, and you definitely should do it. Like, even if you just want to get the credits and you're not necessarily interested in the, the field or whatever, the classes itself are just great. Yeah, I mean, and you guys mentioned you get an experience you, in, in things that you may not otherwise get experience in. And all experience is good experience, Mike. That's, I think that's what oh, we found. I, I, I consider myself at, at 55 years old a lifelong learner. I'm always looking for the next thing that interests me that I want to learn about. 55? So. I thought 35 for sure, you know. No, we're not, you're not even this 35 yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost 30, 28, 28. So uh, let me ask you guys this, uh, uh, Mary and LaCora, and I'll, then I'll leave you guys alone. Psych, no, I've got more questions. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. Okay. All right. Right, let me stop kidding around. So uh, <laughs> how do you think we can better uh, attract students to our ACE centers or uh, our CTE programs? And uh, we'll start with Mary. I think we should talk about it more because a lot of kids don't know about it. Even like when I signed up, I told my friends, they're like, I've never heard of that before. And then they looked it up and like all of them applied and we all did oh, it wow. together. And there's a bunch, like a whole bunch, especially like the, the smaller ones. Like there's a journalism yep. class. Radio and, broadcast like, radio. and journalism. Yep. Yeah. What about you, LaCour? I agree, because we talk a lot about, you know, being successful since kindergarten. You know, we want us to be successful. Um, There should be more of an emphasis in, you know, showing us the opportunities that we have. 
Right, because you guys can't aspire for something that you don't know about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You now your peers, did they? Is it, when you said they signed up, was it just High Tech Academy, or is it they, whatever they found was interesting to them? So right, it was a wide swath. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. All right, Dalton. So, uh, what should what should a student do to prepare themselves so that it, they can be considered for an Anton Parr internship? Uh, internship apprenticeship. Uh, internship, apprenticeship, but we're going apprenticeship with this All one. Right, we'll go, uh, just, just the we'll go apprenticeship. <laughs> yeah, there we go. So, so what should they do? Yeah, so we don't have formal requirements, but if you're truly interested in something like this, like the HTA is a fabulous way to get your foot in the door. We really like to see a student that by the time they finished high school has done calculus and physics, ideally. Again, no formal qualifications, but those definitely give you a leg up. Uh, the other thing that I'd like to point out is just the general people skills. So I guess Mary and the core are kind of proving this sitting right next to us, but yeah. uh, they can communicate. They can describe what they're actually doing. And my, my last bit of advice is uh, have a resume ready. I, I know this is one that you've probably heard of the students out there and just goes in one ear at the other. I mean, it certainly did for me. But your resume is like your first introduction to what you might want to be doing and just saying on that resume, hey, I'm so-and-so and I enjoy you know science. I like chemistry or I, you know, worked at Chick-fil-A for five days. Like, it, it shows that you've been trying to do something and that you, you have ambitions. All right. And I think, I think that, I mean, that, that right there, I mean, that is emphasized on all 30 of our A-Center programs. I mean, it is such an, a key part that not only are they taught how to get their resume together, but they have, we have mock interviews in the classes to get you practiced and ready to hopefully get past the, the, the nervous knots that you might have in your stomach when it comes to getting that interview. So that by the time you're, you're, it, you need that, to take that interview, you're pretty much ready to go. Yeah, we do mock, mock interviews. Uh, uh, um, I've been a part of a couple of them. Mike has actually sat mm-hmm. in on, on a couple of them. To, and uh, they also help them with resume writing as well. So we're trying to do our part, Dalton, as to uh, put out a better uh, student for you guys to pick up and hopefully help them be successful in their careers. On the topic of moving into the real world and careers, where, where can they aspire to go after participating in this, inter, in this uh, apprenticeship? Where does, this, where does this apprenticeship lead is, is what I'm really asking. Oh, that's a beautiful question. And that's really the, the goal of the apprenticeship is to go somewhere after the fact. And after they finish their associate's degree, so it's really a three-year program, one year in high school, two years uh, working at uh, the John Tyler Community College, they have a job waiting for them. And this is either as an introductory engineer or introductory scientist. Now, we also do offer some potential uh, flexibility on finishing up the bachelor's degree if the uh, student has that desire to get higher level education. And uh, depending on the student, their ambitions and their general skill sets, uh, again, the sky's the limit. We say our CEO is a post-apprentice, so you, you don't have to break the ceiling. You can just build one yourself. Like <laughs> You said your CEO is a post-apprentice? Yeah. The, wow. Yeah, he was an apprentice in Austria a couple, uh, probably about 20 years ago. And um, when he moved to the, the U.S., uh, Anton Parr was still fairly small in the United States, and uh, he helped build it up. And now, now he's running the place. Now he's got CEO <laughs> beside his name, you know, which uh, allows for a lot of other other things uh, besides your name, or rather in your pocket, I should say. All right, guys, thank you guys so, uh, so much uh, for being on Enrico CTE now, guys, uh, uh, for allowing us to come and uh, borrow some of your busy, busy day and not messing with your, your science and engineering stuff, you know. <laughs> Um, you know, learning more about viscular, viscular. You still messed it up. Some something. Uh, thank you so much, Lacora. Uh, <laughs> that word. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you guys so much. Want to remind you guys before we let, uh, let you go. Check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. All at the handle Henrico CTE. Also check out the website HenricoCTE.com. Uh, keep you up to date on everything we got going on. Life Ready Expos. 
Uh, we got one more coming up in February, then another one in March. So keep your uh, keep your ears open, keep your eyes out for that. And uh, Dalton, what's up? Yeah, February twenty third. I'll be there. So yep. there you go. Please February join 23rd. in. Yep. Great. That's you the one sure? for STEM. <laughs> yep, that is the one for STEM. So February twenty third is the Next Life Ready Expo, and then uh, we have one on March 9th. So uh, check out HenricoCTE.com to keep you up to date on everything we have going on event-wise. And also, it share, we share pictures and videos about some of the great things that our students are doing as well. Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast. Uh, you can find the podcast at uh, all your major and most of your minor podcast venues. Uh, please like and subscribe. We are into our third season. Season well, I three. Think we're, yeah, season three. We're th- uh, the episode that, that dropped today was the third episode of the third season. Third episode of the third season. That's got to be good luck for something, right? I, I hope mean. so. I hope so. <laughs> um, all right, guys. That's it, that's it for us. For Mike Roberts. For LaCour for Mary and for Dalton. Uh, I'm Rashawn Garnett. (laughs) And this has been Henrico CT. Now, until next time, so long, everyone.